Gomar podcast. I am your host, Marvin B. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time in this series, we are broadcasting from a secure, undisclosed location. I am not in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I am somewheres on the West Coast. I just dropped Mm -hmm. the wife off at the beach so that I could be here and do this. And I am joined by Dan and Kelly Moisan, two lovelies of the Satellite Beach era. Guys, how are you? We're good. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Already got some fans in the chat. So uh, if you guys uh, look over there. Where do you see that? So (laughs) somewhere on the the, uh, right side of your screen there, there's going to be a comments or chat section you can see when people pop up there of course i can also post up here and uh the zek has posted uh saying hello marvin dan and kelly also in the chat oh sanchez ah i have a story about sanchez sanchez did not know what a podcast was as as most people I'm finding out <laughs> don't know what a podcast <laughs> is. So Dan probably Dan knows more than I do. Well Dan's a freaking YouTube star. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I can't do any of this. I can't do podcasts. I can't do the Zoom. I can't do anything. You're doing fine. So let's get to Dan later. Kelly, tell me about you. How you been? What's been happening? I've been good. Just Oh, I knew you were going to start with me. I said, me. <laughs> I'm good. I, I, you know, just hanging out like everyone else with the pandemic and, you know, trying to stay safe. And Yeah. So I know, I know Dan, you know, makes the big bucks and you probably don't have to work, but do you? I do not work anymore. I, I used to work um, up until I had children. Oh. And I, I I worked in North Carolina before we got married and our first years of our marriage. And I worked in the banking industry and we moved down to Florida after five years or so of being married. And then I went into the hospital world and worked in the hospital. Oh, so okay. did human resources in both of those places. So. All right. Where were you guys in Carolina? Uh, do what? Where were you guys in Carolina? We lived in Greenville, North Carolina, which is on the eastern part of North Carolina. I drove- Not to be with Greenville, South Carolina. I have, I have, uh, I did a camp in Greenville, South Carolina. I've driven through Greenville, North Carolina, lived in the town of Wake Forest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went to North Carolina State, so I... You know, I lived in Raleigh for a number of years, and then when I graduated, I moved over to Greenville, and then when we got married, Dan lived in Greenville, too. So we started our marriage there in Greenville. All right. Did you attend any of the football games and slide down the hill? In in NC State? Yeah. I attended almost all the football games. I'm a huge football fan, and all the basketball games. Uh, yeah, we're big sports fans, big college sports fans. So I did. I, I attended a lot of those games. Well, you, but you were a, a stately lady, which <laughs> was part of the, the group that would 
entertain recruits on campus. So she had to actually get dressed up nice for all the games. Well, when I went to NC State, when you went when you went to football games, the students wore boys wore coat and ties and the girls wore dresses and heels. That's how we went to every football game. It was it's different than what they do at Florida in Florida State. It was very you dress. That's just how it was. It's probably why it was a basketball school, not football school. Yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I I didn't go. Let's see. I was attending. I was in my graduate program, so I went uh, n- not as a undergrad. So I only went when to one. You lived in, when you lived at Wake Forest, you were attending grad school. Yes. Oh, where? So you're gonna have to go back and you're gonna have to go back and listen to a couple of episodes. So oh, sorry. It was not actually technically grad school. It was Southeastern oh. Baptist Theological Seminary. Oh, oh, very nice. So there's a whole story there. It's going to get its own podcast, and right. it will be mind-boggling. Nice, nice. Yep. Now, we loved we loved Raleigh, and we loved Greenville, and yeah, yep. we ended up coming back home. Yay. That was all before kids. That was our life before children. And life after children is so bad. No, <laughs> no, not at all. It's so quiet and peaceful and orderly no, around here. That's life after the children have left. That's true. Life with the children was Active. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> this this part of life is much calmer. All right. Did uh, so, Dan? Did the kids follow in your footsteps? Did they? You were in the golf club in high school, right? Sure. Did yeah. they? Did they do any golfing or any sports like that? They, no, they don't do anything that I'm interested in, other than they like, Megan likes to travel a lot. Josh likes music, which I like to listen to. I can't play any of it. Um, But other than that, no, they they did not pick. They'll play every now and then just to humor me and and their grandfather. Um, But no, they don't play golf. They're not interested in, in doing what I do for a living. None of that. They're They're making their own way in the world, and it's all good. Not so bad. I mean, you know, as long as they're happy, right? Yeah, and they both they both seem to be for sure. Okay. Far away. Definitely. All right. So um, we're glad they don't still live here, but we do miss them. <laughs> now you haven't downsized yet, though, have you? No. Because <laughs> I'm I'm a, we, we I'm, are such a Flipping stereotype. We we did the emptiness remodel routine where instead of moving somewhere, we just redid everything in here or it, it was for you. So we're very happy with how the house came out, but no, we did not get to downsize. Right. We couldn't find it. It was um it's just it's just a great spot. I'm a mile and a half from the office. We're tucked back on a cul-de-sac, it's really quiet, very private. You know, we see the neighbors when we want to, kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, just we just couldn't find anything that really suited us, so we redid this place. Well, you could have gotten those zombie flippers that are on that HGTV or A and E or whatever, and have them redo a house for you. Yeah, it it doesn't happen in a one hour period of time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Nothing about a remodel is oh, what happens on HGTV. No. It's, it's totally <laughs> no. So, okay. So it sounds like you did a, a pretty extensive remodel. Is that what I'm, cause it's, you know, usually if you just take over a kid's bedroom, it's no big deal, but. Yeah. It was pretty big. We had to move out. Oh. We had to leave. Yeah. We, yeah. It, it was a big remodel. We're, we're still a work in progress. All right. Is that part of it I see oh, behind you? Dan's, Dan's traumatized by the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Writing checks. <laughs> he's done. He does the house and he, he's done. All so. right. Well, it looks pretty good behind you there. It looks like a nice big island. and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Kitchen's nice. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. No, no actually, you're pretty you're pretty good. You made me watch enough HGTV. I picked yeah. up a couple things along the way uh, against my will. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But, but which HGTV shows? Property Brothers? Yeah, I like that one. Uh, like good Bones? I like Good Bones. I like Property Brothers. I like, I like the new one that I'm starting to like is um, Windy City Rehab. Have you seen that? <sighs> it's in Chicago, and yeah. they take houses in chicago i like that i we tried to watch that but we don't like her oh you don't like her no she was on a previous show which we did like she was on the um what was it the curb appeal or whatever with Mm. the one guy and then the first few episodes of the windy city rehab she was just annoying oh really oh i didn't see it i didn't see her on anything else the other one I like, have you seen the one where these people have bought this island in the Bahamas? Oh, we have that on the DVR. We haven't started oh, yeah, watching it. Yeah, you got to watch that. That They have six months to redo this entire island. I don't know how they're doing it. But I don't know. That's rich people problems. I don't. Oh, well, this guy's a pretty good contractor and builder. He's built a lot of homes, I guess, in the United States. But, yeah, he comes across quite a few problems. Of course. It's, it's an island. <laughs> completely done don't want to see any more of it don't want to hear about any of the shows no done yeah wow that's uh renovation fatigue i'm out of it well oh, the, the show you should have watched is the renovation realities on diy oh no i don't i don't they haven't done that yeah well we switched up our comcast so i don't get it anymore but it, that was a show where it actually showed true reality of renovations where people you know, claim they had a week to redo a kitchen and then, you know, would bomb and fail. And that's the type of show that we should see more of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, our, our renovation was a success, but it's, it's, it, our contractor was great. We loved them. Um, they did an excellent job. It's just, you know, all consuming. So we're, we're tired of it now. We're ready well, to just. So picking the contractor, I think, is the biggest part of it if you get the right one things go well so i mean did you did you have to pick him was it referred did you search um we definitely picked someone that a lot of our friends had used before and were really happy with and okay personality wise that was important so yeah i like our contractor a lot all right so restoration island I'm sorry, uh, Sanchez uh, said Restoration Island was the name of that show, and then Hometown is her favorite. And uh, Kim loves Kim loves Hometown. I I'm not so much into Hometown. 
Yeah, that's the one in um, Mississippi, I think. Yes. Yep. They redo the things in Mississippi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I can't quite get into that one yet. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dan. Are we losing you? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally you know, we're talking about it's, HGTV. No, that's great. <laughs> I'm sorry. But come on now. HGTV, they have the house hunters now with the comedians on couches or whatever. That Have you watched that? No, we've been watching Beyonce. <laughs> oh, we watched that too. <laughs> did you just laugh at? Of course. So, did you you and watch I, the one uh, the, before the ninety days with Ed and oh, David? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, David, I watch all those. David, David, and Angela David. and Michael. Yeah. I watch Angela and Michael. They're hilarious. I watch all of them, mm-hmm. and I love. The show that comes on after it where the people are on the couch. The pillow talk. Pillow oh. talk. Yeah, I like that one. Yep, that's, that's what that's what actually pulled me in. It wasn't the show, it was the pillow talk. Yeah, it's hilarious. Mm. I got Dan on it too. Yeah, I like the pillow talk better than the regular. <laughs> yep. <laughs> actually, so my brother in law uh lives outside of Atlanta. So I'm going to try to find a way that when we go up there next, I want to, uh, what's the, what's that girl's name up there? The, the big girl and the blonde that are in Atlanta, the one, the one, David, 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 the two girls, they just are. Oh, a hoot. I don't, the, on Pillow Talk. Yeah, on, on Pillow Talk, talk, yeah. I don't know their names, but they're funny. Yeah. She's hilarious. I like them. I like all of them. They're, they just crack me up. I like it because at the end of every episode, I can just turn there and go, I'm not looking so bad anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody on the show messed up. Yeah, it makes us look normal. That is true. That is true. Oh, my goodness. Where are you, Marvin? So, didn't you hear the open? I'm at a secret undisclosed location. Oh, you're not disclosing that. No, no. I'm in Bonita Springs. Oh. What's up there? What are you doing? Uh, So this was a trip where when we decided to do it, it was like, let's just pick a spot we haven't been. We're not going to plan anything. We're just going to go. So we basically, I have a ton of points with uh, Hilton Honors that I'm like, okay, let me just find a hotel that's pretty close to a beach. Um, we yeah. have been to Naples and Fort Myers a lot. We didn't get, want to go as far as Tampa. So it was like, let's pick a spot. So we picked Bonita Springs. There's really not much mm-hmm. here, but there is a beach and that's all she cared about. That's nice. Very good. Yeah. It's nice to get away after being locked up for all these months. Yeah. Get out and explore. We're getting ready to go on a little vacation. So just to get out of here for a little bit. Head up to the mountains. Oh, that'll be nice. Oh, yeah. To the Carolina mountains yeah. or? Yeah, Asheville. Asheville. Love Asheville. I know. It'll be nice, right? We're going to we're gonna spend a few days. Yeah. Maybe do some brewery tours if they're open. We can't figure out if they're open or closed up there, but. Oh, I've got a client that lives up there. Let me, let me ask him. It's just nice to get a change of scenery. Yeah. Kel- Parents have owned a house up there for about 40 years. Okay. It's a lovely, lovely town, and you know, it's nice to get out in the woods. And it's uh, much cooler up there most of the time, and very relaxing. And 
Yeah. yeah. We need a break. That whole area is nice. So uh, my sister-in-law lives in Charlotte. Um, I did oh, yeah. a lot of stuff in Asheville. I did, uh, I, there were some camps there, uh, Ridgecrest, uh, yeah, Crest Ridge. So I did a few camps up there, know some people from Boone. And, yeah. uh, well, then, you know, so our house is in Montreat, North Carolina, which is the Presbyterian Conference Center. Like Ridgecrest is for the Baptists. Right, uh-huh. So right down the road and Black, you know, you know, if Black you know Mountain? Ridgecrest, Black Mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Montreat is right next to Black Mountain. Okay. So that's, that's where we live. That's our house up there. Sweet. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful up there. Nice. Not crowded. You know, just get away. Nice. That is a nice, nice place. Now, is it a house where you, well, let's see, how far up on you, um, on the mountain, mountain range are you? Well, Montreat is kind of in, in the, the valley. The valley, okay. The mountains, so we're we're not up on, but there are some houses in Montreat that are up on the mountain, but we're down more in the valley. Okay, because I was wondering if how how good a view you had, because some of those views are pretty nice. Yeah, they are pretty nice. Um, our view is more looking around the town of Montreat, so. It's, everything's walkable. It, it's just, it was, it's just a nice, quiet, yeah. old fashioned little town. Yeah. It's, it's, it's still a town where you really don't have to lock your doors. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't say that on a podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know that. That's a good point. Well, you can, you can put an addendum on there. Yeah. You can put an addendum on there. We lock our doors. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. We lock our doors. We do. That's right. So, yeah, when I went to my, so I went up a week before orientation when I went to the grad program up there. And as I was driving up, they decided to cancel orientation. So I didn't know until I got there that I had a week in the town of Wake Forest with nothing to do. And my first day, I went to go eat. And it was like seven o'clock. Everything had closed at six. <laughs> Everything. And was, was that on a Sunday? Of course, it was on a Sunday. It was all closed. No. Yes, I, I was like, who in the world closes everything at six o'clock? <laughs> yeah. Small towns. Small towns. That is true. The way it is. All right. Um, hey, this Melbourne used to be a small town. Brevard used to be small. You know, it's grown big time since we all were little. That is true. I used to think Satellite Beach was, well, so Satellite Beach is technically a city. Indian Harbor Beach is technically a town. Oh. At least that's what I remember reading in the research. Um, Did you guys grow up there completely? Like, were you born there? I did. Okay. I was. Born and raised. Yeah, we we moved there. Uh, actually, it's, we met because we were assigned to the same locker block at Delora on the first day of school. We just moved into town, and uh, that's how Kelly and I met. There were no fireworks at that point. I was <laughs> still trying to figure out how to operate a lock. So you know, <laughs> Delora. Uh, technically, I was it. So I moved. I moved there, and um, I was twelve. Okay. 
Have you been back to Delora Marvin? Have you gone back to see it or anything? So I have driven by it, but I've not been in it because yeah, me, it, no, us either. We live here, and we haven't been. Although I was quite surprised a few years ago, I tried to take my nephews to Satellite, and I thought we could still walk through, but you can't now. They gated the whole place up. Oh really? Hmm. Yeah, that was a big deal because when Kim came down. And I toured her through back, it was around 2000 or so. The school was still open and I walked her through and she was like, your lockers are on the outside. Mm, yeah. And I was like, what do you mean the outside? <laughs> Cause I thought that was just normal. It's inside in the courtyard. Yep. Yeah. It's a different setup for sure. Yeah. Kind of a lifestyle school setup. Yeah, I do want to get back. I want to get inside and see both the places. I need to see. My sister tried to tell me that, and I didn't believe her. So apparently my name was on the, they had a little board of, I don't know if they were official or unofficial, but weightlifting records. All right. Oh, wow. And she claimed that my name was still up there. And I'm like, there is no possible way that my name could still be up there. Oh. So I need to for find... what, like bench pressing or something? For what? No, it couldn't have been that. It had to be some, oh. some like, combination for my weight class or something. Because I, you oh. know, because I weighed, like, 100 and poof, whatever. Um, but I benched what, a... What was your best sport that you played? What my, was your... My best sport? Yeah. So during school... It was probably track. Oh, okay. But if I were to say my best sport overall was probably basketball, but I didn't really get good until I left. It was weird. I got really good in college and grad school where I probably, you know, should have played the, the teams that Palm Beach Atlantic were asking me to try out and stuff, and I, I just never did. Oh, wow. You never played basketball in college? Officially, no. Oh, wow. No, played a bunch of intramural. Um, yeah. Won, won all but one year of intramurals. And, uh, yeah. I just remember you always loved sport in high school. That was, you, you did a lot of them. You know, it was weird. It was, I was just good. It wasn't that I loved them. I just, yeah. you know, I loved I loved competing. You know, yeah. I love the idea of winning and losing, and I found something I could win at, so that was good. Yeah. If I had good. known how much money was in sports, I probably would have tried. <laughs> yeah. We weren't quite told about all those benefits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if Wark done, you know, was basically my size, and I'm thinking if he could, I could, I could have done that. Could have. Sure. So. We had a couple at Satellite that went on and did college sports. I mean, a couple here and there, sporadically through the years. Yeah. Didn't we have a golfer that was on tour, Dan, out of your crew? Not me. Steve uh, Steve LaMontagne was a couple years older than us. I think he was a class 83. Okay. He was on for a while. He's actually the club pro here at Suntry now. Oh, really? Yeah, came full circle. Wow, I did not know that. So he was ahead of us. I thought he was with us. Yeah, he was two years two years ahead. All right. And Kelly? The way that played golf with me was even close to getting on tour. We were terrible. 
It was Dan and Barry. Yeah. Mayhew. Oh, yeah. Mayhew. Oh, yeah. And, and Coach, Coach Aiken, you know, he's a nice guy and all that, but uh, he could see what he what he had or more precisely what he didn't have on that team. So he didn't spend a whole lot of time with us uh, on the course during practice. And we practiced up at the Air Force Base, and we'd play nine holes unsupervised, and you get to the third hole, and there's a vending machine where you can buy beer for 30 cents for the Air Force guys, and we load up a couple of cans of beer. You know, not, not really good for your game. So, Oh, my. So how much not do you good. play now? Uh, not very often. Um, maybe, maybe once a month if I'm lucky. Um, but Kelly has just now started to take lessons, and we've actually gone out and hit it around. And I'm terrible, terrible. I cannot. I I miss the ball more than I hit it. Well, everybody starts that way. Yeah, but I I don't. I'm not a good loser, and I get very frustrated. No comment. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you get used clubs to start because? Uh... Oh. Are you guys still there? Oh, no. Yeah, you froze. It's our Wi-Fi. No, no, that's cool. We can't hear you, Marvin. You're frozen. We're back. So I am going to keep recording on my thing here because we just had a power flicker. And I'm going to see if I can uh, get back into the feed here. Is it ours? It says we're still alive, though. And uh, we'll see how this goes. I don't think we're alive. You want to make out? No. <laughs> okay. How do you know if people are watching? I have no idea. Marvin, where'd you go? People don't want to sit here and look at us in our kitchen. Power outage, huh? Oh, no. Okay. <gasps> we are live. Hey, we're still live. <laughs> we're talking to Marvin right now. He had a power outage. He's waiting for the uh, internet to come back on. Both, both Lisa Sanchez and Wendy Morris are like, you are on All still. Right, cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know what to talk about. What do you want to do for lunch? <laughs> Marvin Marvin has lost power. Yes. Where he just got a text from Uli. Where he is. So Uli, I caught part of your show. Not much of it, but I caught some of it. Good to hear from you. Yeah, we want to come visit you in Key West. Coming back on here. All right, folks. There we go. They're still lying. All right. Oh, We're back. So the benefits the benefits of being away from the studio. So thank you all for hanging on there. We just had a little bit of a power flicker here in Bonita Springs. So if you're ever doing anything important with Wi-Fi, be sure to check out your location first. So we didn't know we were still live. So we had a bunch of friends text us and tell us we were still live. Oh, okay. It's good that it's good that you came back, Marvin. All right. So normally I don't edit when I do podcasting, so I will make a note to uh, see if there's anything I need to edit. <laughs> I think we were we were pretty okay. All right. I think. Okay. Um, all right. I don't what remember. I do not remember at all. Oh, 
don't so know. why don't we just do this? Let's move on. So why don't we take this first as an opportunity for uh, people that are on and for people that are listening later to explain how this podcasting thing works. So, of course, we're doing the live show now, which is airing both on the Facebook and YouTube. I keep an audio version, which actually goes onto a website, and people can download that at any time, and you can listen to podcasts in your car, out on the road, riding your bike, at the gym. Um, And it's basically internet TV on demand, or internet radio on demand, and the best place to go to find out all that information is UncleMarv.com. And at that page, you can hit the Listen Now button. It'll take you to the list of all the previous shows that I've done. You can listen to them directly on the page, or you can click Subscribe, and you can choose Apple Podcast or iHeartRadio or Spotify, and you can listen to the show in any of those web players on your phone or tablet Uh, You can also click on my Twitter handle and my Facebook page. And if you want to be notified anytime that the show is live, whether you're on YouTube or in the Facebook, just simply like or subscribe to those pages. And you'll see when we have upcoming shows, I will uh, pre-post those. I will dig deep and find the best picture I can find of people uh, to advertise (laughs) what we're doing there. Yeah. You do find some good photos. That was a nice photo of you two. Oh my gosh, that was an oldie. So, what was that? Was that senior prom? I was trying to remember if it was senior prom or junior prom. I don't know. I don't know which one it was. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was senior prom. Oh, senior prom. All right. Did you go to senior prom? You went to all the prom. I did. I even yeah. took a date. Where was our prom? I don't even remember that. Oh, um, wasn't it at that restaurant? No, I went to no. I went to a restaurant in Indian Atlantic. I forget the name of it. And where was our prom? I don't. I don't, I don't remember, remember much about it. Hey. Probably, no, I remember one big dance at a racquetball court for some reason. Yeah, maybe yeah. that. Remember when we it was at the. It's now the Highland Mint, but it used to be a racquetball facility. Yes, yes. I thought I thought we did a graduation there. Maybe or was that a was a prom there. Okay, Zach, Zach, and Snide oh, have no. commented in. So Cocoa Beach. Oh, Cocoa Beach. Some club yeah. in Cocoa Beach. Oh, a hotel in Cocoa Beach, maybe. Okay. A lot of memories of that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I um. I don't, I, yeah, I don't remember it's a special lot. for me, too. <laughs> I remember every moment. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah, senior prom. I, oh, God, who did I take? Who was your date? Cindy Fernandez. Right. Okay. Do you have a picture of it? Because since you put ours up, maybe you should put <laughs> your picture up. You know, I am looking for pictures. So I will find pictures. I need to, because here's the thing. So if you listen to the show I did with Pam Green, um, the picture that I put up of her and I were from one of those dances that I did at Palm Beach Atlantic. Okay. So apparently I took a lot of pictures of girls that I went to events with that I didn't remember who they were. So I remember in Satellite, I remember my junior was 
crap. I remember the last name, but not the first name. Sabayan. What is it? Sabayan. There were two. Okay. Wendy. I think it was Wendy. Wendy was the older one. Trina was the younger. I hope so. If I get the names wrong, I'm sorry. Wendy Sabayan. Oh, Trina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trina was the younger one. Okay. So I went with Wendy, the older one. Okay. And then senior year was Cindy. And I remember I had to, it took me like a week to wear her down to where she would say yes to go with me. Such a, such a hard thing, I think, for the boys to ask the girls to the dance. It was intimidating and stressful and because we have a son now. So I always was so nervous about him having to ask, you know, the girls to the dances. It was a lot of pressure at that age. Yeah. And I was just because, you know, we've been together for so long. I haven't asked anybody out. And... Yeah. Long, 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 long. Well, you know, you know, now. Sorry, son. I don't know how to tell you what to do. So I... <laughs> We were in high school. You just asked someone. You walked up to the locker and asked them, right? And now it's this big to-do. You have to put on a production. Like, our son's age, you have to have, a like, a, a little skit or a little, I don't even know. Like a proposal. Yeah, like a, a wedding proposal almost to ask them to homecoming or to prom. or It's a big to-do. And we never, we always told Joshua, keep it simple, you know, Take her some flowers, whatever. Just something simple. We we never got into this big asking production. When did dating become such a weird thing? Because first of all, I didn't date. I I have gone back and realized now that I didn't do a very good job of dating. I never I never dated anybody until it was time to go to a dance. You didn't have time. Well, that's, that's true. We went to school. We, you, everyone played sports. Most people had jobs. I mean, there wasn't time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, most, it was high maintenance. You know, you had a girlfriend or boyfriend. A lot of work. <laughs> Not for me. You were. <laughs> a lot of work. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, Rachel McGuire Colon um, says Brassies? Question mark. Was that a club? I don't remember. Was that. that the club in Cocoa Beach? Behind the glass bank. Remember the glass bank? But that wasn't, not for our class, not for 85. It wasn't there. Yeah. I think it was at a hotel in Cocoa Beach. Yeah. I do, maybe like the Holiday Inn. I don't remember, but I do remember my date's name. Do you remember what? There you go. My, the name of my date. That I remember. I don't know what. <laughs> But I got that down. Okay. And if I ever, I'll probably be in a home at that point. That would be bad. All right. You're just trying to rub that in on me, aren't you? It's got it easy. <laughs> it's got it easy. Uh, and then Sanchez writes, graduation was at the high lie. So that's yeah. Right. That's, that's right. We walked across and then we yeah. went and picked up the actual paper diploma from the betting booth. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So is that the one where we gave pennies to the uh, to the principal, or we had or we brought Super Bowls? Did something. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. God, don't tell those kind of things. Can we still get in trouble for that? <laughs> All these years later. Probably. Listen, I'm not afraid of Ed Lowe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Are you part of that group? 
in high school when we all met at the school and we rolled toilet paper rolled the entire school. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't part of it. I just know about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I just heard about it. We heard about it. Well, Wendy uh, says that she remembers the Super Bowl, so it happened. Yeah. It happened. Yes. Mm. All right. So we moved back here. I started playing poker every now and then with uh, Craig Longmuir and uh, Dean Aaron, Ben Aaron from Delora. I just remember thinking, I can't believe how scared I was of, of uh, Dean Aaron when I was in junior high and how unscary he is now sitting across this table from me drinking whiskey and playing poker. And taking your money. Yeah, well, was, yeah. <laughs> just a few bucks. Nothing big. Wow. Just for fun. So Dean Aaron was a, uh, at Delora? Yeah. Is he a Dolores? I, so. no, I thought it was Delora. I don't know. Dolores, I mean, it, it does not look much different than it did back in the 80s. It still looks like a juvenile detention center. You know. <laughs> True. <laughs> yep. Whatsoever. <laughs> mm. It was nice to be a Scotty, right? Yeah. You know, I think, I know somebody started a Facebook group that uh, remembers you know, Satellite Beach, Indian Harbor Beach, Indian Atlantic, Melbourne Beach, all of that. I should probably get in touch with that person and see if they'll go back and do like a video tour of us, you know, for, you know, for posterity or something. For the school, of the schools. Well, we we don't need Hoover in it. Oh, the whole, oh, the Satellite Beach area. Yeah. Yeah, let's start with the best, let's start with the best city, you know, Satellite Beach. (laughs) Holland, Delora, and uh, Satellite. Although you guys didn't go to Holland. I did not. I did not go to Holland. Were you at Surf's? Uh, not Surfside. Um, what was the... What was the school? Oh, yeah, Surfside. The Sea Park was the other one. You guys went to Surfside? I went. I started off um, at private school when I was little. So I started at Holy Trinity. Okay. In the second grade... I moved to Ocean Breeze because we lived on South Tropical. Oh, okay. I was zoned for Ocean Breeze. All right. And Dan, you weren't here yet, so. Right. Yeah. Okay. When did you came in seventh grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, seventh grade. Yeah. Dan Trout, he, he lived everywhere. Yeah. Kelly, don't question Were you here in elementary school, Marvin? I was. I went to Holland for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Oh, okay. And the only thing I remember is Mrs. Earl, because my sister kicked her at a parent-teacher conference. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Good old parent-teacher conferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My younger sister, Laura, taught at Holland for a time. She did. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Full circle. Wow. Very interesting. I was going to ask you more about your sister, and I, I should know more, but I'll save that. I'll get her on here. And re- there you go. Reminisce. She married uh, John Holsworth, who I'm sure you know from football. Yep. So they're in Gainesville. She's still teaching for a few more years anyway, and uh, John's doing real well with uh, he's a big wig at Farm Bureau Insurance there. So they live in Gainesville. Doing great. And my younger sister, Michelle, she's down in Miami with her family. 
down here in my ass. 88, and uh, she works for a cruise line, MSC Cruise. Well, she's not working now, is she? From home. She's, yeah. she's fortunate to um, still have her position. She's pretty high up on the chain there now. She started off uh, working uh, in the cruise business with the Royal Caribbean many years ago. But, she, yeah, she's been traveling hospitality for a long time. So she's, she's fortunate to still be working. MSC is a... Uh, privately held company where 80% of the revenue comes from cargo shipping. Oh. So they're not entirely reliant on the, the cruise business, but that's a little helpful for her. All right. So speaking of COVID, uh, Mr. Moisand, you, as I mentioned, you are not only YouTube famous, you're all, also an author. Saw some stories on the internet because, you know, I have a little bit of money. So I do go to the website, you know, Market Watch and stuff like that. So I saw a couple of your articles, uh, you know, like, you know, can I get money during, you know, the COVID and stuff like that. So how how is that industry doing? Uh, so the financial advice business uh, is doing fine um it's uh, it's it's a little challenging um from a, a personal standpoint because you get to know your clients and when you know uh, they lose jobs a couple of them have lost their jobs you know during this um i had a it's a couple of mondays ago i was talking to a client and he was convinced that it's all overblown and, you know, hyped up and could be a hoax and all this kind of thing. I hang up the phone 15 minutes later. I'm talking to another client who could barely speak because she lost her cousin to the disease up in New York. Mm. There's this very wide range of experiences that people are having. Um, and it's very charged emotionally for them uh, in a lot of ways. And it makes it, makes it uh, challenging on you as an advisor uh, sometimes to you have, you have to understand where they're at emotionally and meet them there in order for them to really take the advice and uh, do what is uh, in their, their best interest. Cause when they're wound up, people don't do what's in their best interest. When, right. When I, so that, that's probably the most challenging part of as far as what to do with the money and things like that. It's, that's, that's really the easy part. Us, we, we kind of know what to do and that type of thing, but it, it's the interpersonal thing that's the most uh, challenging, and, and that's where the biggest reward comes from too. You have really great relationships with your clients, and you you see them go through life and have successes in various ways, and you get to share that uh, sharing that with them, and uh, uh, it's it's a, it's a fabulous fabulous way to make a living, right? So in 2015, you wrote an article that said time for financial planning, where um, people were, you were talking about the fact that, you know, timing is essential and you've got to, you've just got to start. And one of the things you said was that um, there is a price for being too conservative when it comes to financial planning. So in a time like now, um, is there something where people are trying to pull back and be much more conservative because they of, of unknowns or are you just trying to tell people, look, stay the course, you know, 
things are going to happen. Yeah, it, it, it really depends on their, their stage in life and what their particular goals and objectives are. Um, you know, but when, when you lose your job, it's all hands on deck. You, you know, you need to you need to figure out your your cash flow situation just changes dramatically as it's going to. You know, when that paycheck stops coming in, you've got to got to make things run without it. It's a very traumatic, traumatic change. But you're for a retiree, it's kind of hard to get fired from that gig. You've got some, some of them have pensions, all of them have social security, and then they're living off the investment assets. You never want to devise, to, to devise an investment plan in a way that you have to predict big market moves like this. You never want to be in a position where you're forced to sell your stock holdings to raise cash. So you need to be very broadly diversified, and most of them are much more conservative. So from a, a mathematical standpoint, when you, you you look at what they've got and, and what's happened to the assets, you know they, they should be fine if they don't panic, and you can help them not panic by not having them too aggressive to start with. Um, so you know a lot of people they want to be conservative after the market misbehaves, but you, you kind of need to position yourself to be more conservative before that happens. And after it happens, you need to be patient, wait it out, and you can be you can be more conservative later on down the road. The worst thing to do is buy stock, have it go down, and go oh my gosh, and then get out of it. Right. All right. Now, mm-hmm. is your firm primarily on the personal side? Like, do you do any businesses at all? It is definitely uh, almost exclusively individuals. Okay. Yeah, the businesses, some of their like 401k plans, you know, will help get that going and administered. Um, but we don't, we don't have a um, function that just exclusively deals with businesses on that basis. So if we're, if we're um, running somebody's 401k, it's because we have a relationship with one of the owners on an individual level. Okay. So you didn't have to deal with all the PPP and all of that stuff that, uh, well, yeah, we helped a bunch of bunch of clients. Uh, oh, really? get people. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, we're small business owners ourselves, so we got all the same materials that they did, and uh, you know that's that's our language. So we we would help them get through that. Um, part of our firm does do uh, tax work, so we have some relationships with the business owners on that basis. So that all feeds in into itself the bookkeeping and the tax planning that type of thing. So yeah, we were, we were able to help uh, quite a few of them uh, get the the PPP loans. All right. All right. Final question. (laughs) How do you get to be on the list of best places to work in Orlando? It all starts with (laughs) the owners. (laughs) Now, yeah, no, that's, so the, that best place to work list, um, there's two parts to it. We would fill out information about you know, benefits packages and perks and things that we do for employees. Um, and then the other part of that, which is why we're very proud of having been on that list a couple times now, is an anonymous survey of the employees. So they get to talk about the bosses and the work environment and, and how that goes. And so it's really gratifying that, uh, you know, it's things seem to be going well, right? Everybody seems to be happy. It's really 
presented with an anonymous chance to say otherwise, they they say, yeah, this is a great place to live. Right. But most, it's a lot of effort on tending to your, yourself and your staff and their well-being. And, um, you know, we can't, we can't function very well and do our jobs as advisors without a lot of support, a lot of help. And, uh, our, you know, so you just, you have a certain um, values and culture that you want to foster within your firm. And you go out and you look for that when you're adding employees and, and you continue to tend to that culture on an ongoing basis. And it kind of, it kind of feeds on itself. Nobody wants to go to work and have a miserable time or work with people they don't like or can't get along with. So if you hire people that are looking for a great environment and want to maintain a great environment, um, they, they really kind of self-police themselves, so to speak. And, and you know, it, it doesn't take any kind of special leadership skills from us. They're, they're doing it for themselves and we're all benefiting from it. All right. Kelly, anything to add? It's not the, uh, you know, it's not the wife behind the man that, you know, makes it tick. Of course it is. <laughs> I push a lot. No, he's done a great job. They have a great firm, great staff, great employees. Yeah, I mean, we we, we could laugh about it, but it's also true. I mean, if uh, the only reason I was able to survive long enough to build up a clientele was because she was working. You know, I mean, I I, I did my early financing two sources, Visa and Mastercard. You know, I I broke every every rule, every piece of advice I'd give somebody starting a business. I did it stupidly but uh you know it worked out after a while you know hard work and patience and diligence and that's what does work and it does pay off after a time but you wouldn't wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her well i uh have to agree with you i mean when i started my business i mean i did it for three years before kim moved down and she didn't work when she first got down so we we struggled a bit being a tech back in the 90s wasn't easy uh, well yeah. it's still not easy but um it wasn't until the 2000 big huge tech bubble that people expected techs to make money and i remember you know i i mean i made enough to survive but she worked and that really made it easy to to build up and get the clients that i got so i can attest to that so i don't know that i would have i think between 2000 in 2005, if it wasn't for her, I probably would have uh, rolled up my shop and gone to do a nine to five, you know, working for somebody else. Aw. That's nice for you guys to credit your wives with help. We don't get enough credit. Well, we work in the background a lot, you know. Well, I'm doing it because if she ever listens or watches this show, she'll yell at me if I didn't say that. Yes. Yeah. So. Exactly. <laughs> I think she's watching me too. <laughs> uh, all right. So now that we've gotten through all this, is there anything that you guys have been dying to ask? That's one big thing that everybody has said about my podcast is that it seems that I ask all the questions and don't reveal much myself, which I have been doing. But uh, oh. do you guys have a question that you want to ask? Or if even if it's not to me, is there anybody you want to call out on the show and Ooh. Say hello and see what they're doing, and who do you want to see next? We don't want to call anyone out. But, uh, I don't know. What kind of questions do you want? What's uh, what's in your future? What's next big for you? What's coming down the road? Anything? 
This is it. Who's your next person on your podcast? So I don't have one scheduled yet, although I've got um, I've got a couple of people from my junior achievement ties um, that uh, Julio Pedi and Will Shea, who were students of mine when I was at the national conference, they were in my very last major group in the junior achievement national conference. And it was a weird group because we were set aside from the rest of the conference. Um, the rest of the conference continued on the national junior achievement track. And we were the start of something they dubbed as the international student forum. So I had a group out of 50 kids, probably 30 of them spoke Spanish or some, wow. some Latin or, you know, Haitian or something. I couldn't communicate with half my kids. So that was nice. a very interesting group. So I've got uh, them that we're working on. Uh, let's see. Um, my good friend, Becky Beal Brunette, uh, is somewhere on that list. And who else? Yeah. Uh, I've got a few others that we've talked about. We haven't uh, said anything down yeah. yet. But the next two weeks yeah. is probably going to be light. Uh, I've got a installation next weekend. The weekend after that is 4th of July. So oh, yeah. I, I may squeeze in a Tuesday night show, but uh, we're a few ways out. Yeah, I think it's fun to catch up with everyone and see how folks are doing. And yeah, we like Absolutely. that you do them. They're fun, fun to watch. I'm good. I'm Thank you. Watch, but everyone else has been fun to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh. what's, what's been the, uh, the biggest surprise that you've run into having done this for as many episodes as you have? Well, I don't know that there's one in particular. I think the biggest thing is most of them, when people remember certain stories, we all have different memories of the same event. And I think yeah. it's I think it's very interesting to hear somebody's perspective all these years later about an event or... To hear, you know, a couple of times I've heard where people have said that I've impacted their life. And I've actually heard this more off air than on air. Um, I did a Zoom meeting uh, a while back where uh, several people were just remembering, you know, college. And one gentleman talked about the fact when I did my black man talking segment and he, I haven't talked to him in 30 years. But he reached out and said, Marvin, I have to thank you because of what you went through in Carolina. It changed the trajectory of my life. And I was like, what are you talking about? That was the worst years of my life. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but it was funny. Just, you know, listen, good times, bad times. There are things that we all do that impact each other. And it is I think one of the things that I'm finding really good about doing this now is to give people an opportunity to share with other people, Hey, here's, here's what I thought about life back then. And here's what it means to me now. Yeah. And the fact that I don't know that at the time we all thought we were intertwined as much as we were. Um, some people may have thought that if you were in a particular clique and you hung out with people all the time, but for me, I wasn't in one particular clique. And I didn't realize, you know, there were times where I'm like, man, I wish I was, you know, did more with this group. Yeah. yeah. 
I like the old, the older version of all of us so much. I, I like seeing where we've all developed to, you know, more so than how we all were in high school. I mean, it was, high school was fun, but I like the adult version of so many of us better. Yeah, well, there was some childness in all of us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, is um is Lisa Sanchez and Wendy still on? I can't. We can't tell if they're on. You know, I can tell there are a few people on. So Lisa just wrote something, so it looks like she's still on. Um, okay, so I want to know how things are going in New York. <laughs> you know, because she lives. I worry. You know, yeah. she lives oh, in the, yeah. the epicenter of all this COVID. And Wendy Morrison is in healthcare, so I want to know how she's doing with things. But I don't know if either one of them are on. All right. So I can't bring them in, I don't think. But if uh, they could just briefly, Wendy, Lisa, Sanchez, if you're still on, just uh, give a quick uh, note here in the chat and we'll throw it up there. How are things up in New York? It's weird. You know, the COVID is uh, now down where I am. So. I'm in Broward County, so Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade are just, I'll tell you what, coming to Bonita Springs here, when we walked into the hotel, you know, we talked, you know, we brought all our masks and all our stuff, and there is no mask mandate here. I don't know how it is for Mm -hmm. you guys, Um, but he's like, yeah, there's only, you know, Costco is the only place that says you have to wear a mask inside, whereas in Broward County, everywhere, mask mandatory. So it is a very different state of affairs down there as it opposed is. to the rest of Florida. We yeah. have um, our daughter is up in Boston and she is in a doctoral program up there. But they have a if they go out of their building and don't wear a mask, it's a three hundred dollar fine. They have to wear masks everywhere. Wow. So every place is so different. You know, we don't have any rules here in Brevard, but. Right. Some some businesses require you when you go in to wear a mask. Right. So Sanchez is saying that uh, she's okay up there uh, entering phase two, which phase two is different for each people, but it sounds like across the board, phase two is businesses can open, restaurants, gyms, barbershops, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And as long as you have, what is it, 50% seating or something with social distancing? Um, yeah. And we travel up to New York a number of times and we constantly try and hook up with Lisa up there and our schedule never allows it, but we've actually with her down here more than, than when we travel up there. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sanchez, we do have mass mandatory to enter any place public. Ah, all right. And Zek has said that Orange County is mandated. Oh, yeah. I think they just started that today, actually. Oh, really? I think so. I mean, they, we, we've had a big surge in the last, this past week in our part of the state uh, in cases. So I think Orange County went ahead and mandated the masks. Again. Yeah. So, so Brevard, so my mom still lives there. And mm. she is... So she's dealing with a resurgence of a cancer. So she is mm-hmm. having to be restricted. Her doctor won't, wouldn't let her travel 
uh, until they right. get officially in phase three and stuff. So she's going through some stuff, right. but it's not been really bad there. I think there was, there was only what, eight deaths or something. We're, yeah. we're barely in the teens now, but yeah, it's, it's been very, very light here for the number of cases and the number of fatalities. But it's going up since we've had a huge increase. Well, I don't know about Brevard, but overall in Florida. Well, the state is going up, but uh, yeah. a lot of that has to do with testing and stuff. So Sanchez is heading yeah. down to Brevard August 5th. So if you guys want to meet up right. with her, you right. guys can uh, coordinate that. We usually try and hook up when she comes down. We try and go to dinner or something. So that's yeah, right. fun. Zach, I don't know what you mean by 15. So, so like, 15 deaths, maybe. Uh, oh, 15 deaths. Okay. It's like it's probably like Googling as we talk. She's probably. <laughs> she would know. Karen's in health in healthcare, isn't she? Yes, she is. Yeah. So she would definitely be on the knowledgeable end of that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. She, um, God, I should remember, but she's like head of, not, she's not head of, she's not the manager, but she works in the, I guess the pharmacological pharmatological center that works with the hospital and dispersing medications and all that. Well, so, yeah. Zach, sorry if I got it wrong, but <laughs> this is not a real show. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a producer in my ear. You know, not correct. fact checking everything you say. No. <laughs> it's close enough. It's close enough. Yeah. It's... All right. Um, so Kelly, okay. guess what? Yes. What? You made it a full hour. <laughs> oh, I can't believe it. I was so nervous. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. There's always stuff to talk about. I'm sure if we really wanted to talk about stuff, there's events that happened 35 years ago. Oh, yeah. Well, this could have it could have gone really bad or <laughs> depending on what events you bring up. No, it's all good. It's all good. You did a great job, Marvin. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for being on. Yeah. Well, thanks for asking. It was, it was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. We will have to do this sure. again because, you know, as as many as I'm doing, I'm probably not going to be able. Here's my goal. I really thought, can I do a goal of interviewing everybody I know? Wow. The short answer is no, because some people are just not going to because I probably pissed off some people in life and they won't talk to me. So that's one thing. Uh, two, you did not piss anybody off. I can't imagine that. Um, Go ahead. Two, I just don't know if I can make that much time. That's I, when I go back and look at, you know, I look at the friends that I have on Facebook. Um, that's a lot of people. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. It is a lot. It's a lot of friends. No, I, I love it. I, I like I like clicking in and seeing what everyone's up to and the other. So I like that you do this. Mm -hmm. um, and who was the person on Facebook who um, was honoring friends? Every Chris Snyder. Oh, Chris Snyder. Yeah, that blew me away. That was, that, I love that Chris Snyder also recognized friends that had impacted his life as well. When he did the, he did the writings. It was on one Facebook every and week. his life. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like that. I liked reading about people I didn't even know. It's just it's yeah. just fun to to hear him talk about that. You talk about I impact people, and I'm sure a lot of the people that he highlighted didn't realize they had had the impact that they had had. 
Yeah. It's very kind of him to do. Well, to be honest, that was a partial inspiration for this. It was something yeah. that, you know, I've always wanted to uh, find a better way to stay in touch with people. Um, because I just, again, being so busy during school and after school, I just got to the point where I realized I wasn't doing a good enough job. So I had to find some way that it was a concerted effort, something that I could be held a little bit accountable. I mean, not, you know, struck over the head with if it doesn't happen. But, um, I said, you know what, I can do this. I've been podcasting for a while in the tech community. I can do something like this, get people on. And one of the things was not just to have it be, Hey, how you doing? But also find those stories that, you know, as we mentioned earlier, are impactful. And at some point it's going to be where we're going to have people on that people don't know because their stories are going to be that moving. And, you know, if I could be an investigative reporter and say, you know, Hey, tell me, you know, tell me about somebody in your life that, you know, that did something, you know, extraordinary or whatever. So we'll see yeah. how it goes. Yeah. Once that'd be fine. So here's one for you. Yeah. When I asked Kelly out for the first time, I don't know. I don't know. She says, hang on, walks over to uh, Patty Walsh, Patty Walsh Krebs, asks her if it's okay. And Patty says, yes. She comes back and tells me, yes. I wonder what you would have said if I said no. Really? Who knows, right? Who knows how she would have reacted to that? Yes. And Patty reminds me of it every time I see it. Yes. Patty was a big part of our Thank you, Patty. first going out. Yes. I do appreciate the endorsement. Yeah. So does she blackmail you with that all the time? No, no. <laughs> she just brings it up a lot. She ignited our, our first date. So, okay. But here's, okay. Here's the question. Kelly, why did you feel that you had to go ask Patty's permission? I don't know. I think I was so nervous. I didn't, I didn't know what to do. I, I was shocked and I have no idea. I think I just wanted to take a little breather and just kind of collect myself and, Patty was there, so I went over and because kind of talked to her. Because you were so thrilled her. at the opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> I was awkward. You don't know. I don't know. I just threw you a softball. There you go. Yeah. Okay, but you had known Dan. It's not like it was, was it a surprise? It was. I think I was surprised. I wasn't expecting it. It, it did take me by surprise. So I think I needed to just step away for a minute and collect my thought and what I was going to say. And, you know, you're so self-conscious in those days. You, you worry about everything when you're a teenager. So, yeah, you know. I was worried about getting rejected. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So was that junior year or before, Dan, that you asked her? Junior year. Okay. It was for homecoming of junior year. We went to the Holy Name Fair first. Yeah, that was our first date. Fully named fair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that fair still goes on, you know. They still do it. Really? Every year, yeah. You know, of all the things, I never went to the Holy Name Fair. Didn't? It was like the biggest event of the fall. Yeah, but I thought I was Catholics only. I'm not Catholic. Oh, I'm not Catholic either. So. I, but we went. 
I thought you had to be, you know, back then I thought you had to be members of the church or member of the religion. I was like, there's no way I'm going to holy name. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that was our first date. I remember doing the Ferris wheel. That was exciting for us. Yeah. You, you wouldn't get on that now. It's too rickety. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't been back since probably, didn't we take the kids one time? Yeah. We took the kids once. That was it. When is that? We should probably do a, like a meetup there. I know. It's usually, I, I well, who it's... knows this year when they're canceling all those types of things. I think it's usually in the fall. It's usually fall. Okay. I think. Um, I wasn't ever involved in it, but I think it was in the fall. It had to have been because homecoming was in the fall. So, hey, and next weekend was supposed to be our class reunion. You know, we had to cancel it. But True. It's a bummer. So next year, we need to all get to the class reunion. Yes. Um, I'm just going to say yes. <laughs> okay. Just say yes. Well, I don't know what to say nice about job. it. Tina, Tina Veltri is in charge of that. Yeah, she does great. She, does, and... she likes to plan it. She does a good job doing it. She's very organized. and. Yep. And I reached out to her, uh, I guess, right either right before or right after she canceled it because I wanted to talk to her about it. I wanted to bring her on. She ghosted me, and so. Oh, no. She's pretty busy. She she has three young boys, yeah. and she's a single mom, and then she works also as a realtor. So she's pretty – her time is really – Tied yeah. up with a lot, I think. So yeah, so I wasn't gonna. I mean, I'm not worried about it. Don't don't go back. Yeah. And anybody listening, don't go yell at her about it. I just no, <laughs> no. She's got a lot going on. I, I can't believe how she does all the stuff that she does. She's she's just she just goes goes constantly. That's true because I wanted. To, I mean, her business. So my question to her was going to be: It almost is almost like did she just start her real estate business or? Did pretty, she? pretty recently, and she's working with her brother. Right. Yeah. So I thought maybe like she worked with somebody else and then left and started her own, or so you know, questions I have. No, I think she dove in. I know you have to get her on the show. She'd be a good one. Well, now you can say yeah. Tina stop ghosting Marvin to get on the show. That's- yeah, you need to keep hounding her, keep texting her. She'll respond eventually. Yeah, I will. So. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, um, so we've gone over an hour. The wife is at the beach. I think this is about the time she wanted me to come join her. Um, Because God knows I'm not going to be at the beach for three, four hours. You need to start your little getaway. Have a nice drink and enjoy and relax. I got to find out what's around here. So that was the whole thing. So speaking of, I will do this. Uh, Carol... Here's my thing. Carol McKenna. What's her last name? I don't remember her real last Hamilton? name. What's yes. That? Hamilton. Apparently lives 15 minutes from here. All right. Ah. And, but her daughter was involved in some tournament for volleyball, and they're up at St. Pete Beach right now. Oh, yeah. Her daughter's a great uh, beach volleyball player. She didn't, She's I just assumed that. She didn't tell me. She's on a college scholarship for beach volleyball. Oh. She goes up. 
I believe somewhere, uh, maybe UNCW, uh, UNC Wilmington. Wilmington, okay. I'm pretty sure, I, you know, don't, you have to fact check me, but she does go up there and play beach volleyball. So, yeah, she's really good. All right, well, she claims that if they finish uh, early today, she'll reach out to me and we'll either meet up tonight or tomorrow before we leave, so. Oh, that'll be fun. See if that happens. Yeah. Hello, right. so we said hi. Will do. All right. Hey, okay, it's good seeing you, Marvin. Good seeing you guys, and uh, thank you again for being on, and we will be in touch, and when I am back up to the beach area, uh, we will oh, reach out, and I'll uh, have everybody, we'll do something together. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Good. Do a little get-together. Great to see you. Great to see you guys, and everyone listening bye. and watching, thank you very much, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Uncle Mar podcast. We'll see you again soon. And until then, 